This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. So grab a coffee and see where in the cosmos we're going this time. I'm Andrew Prestige, and you can get all episodes of Cosmic Coffee Time wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter for some special content, and if you want to request an episode topic, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. Links are in the show notes. The Moon is Earth's only natural satellite, and it's only three days' travel away. This is part two of our mini-series on the Moon. There's so much to explore, we're taking a few episodes to really get into it. We love the presence of the Moon, but how does it affect us here on Earth? One way is the tides of the ocean. This might just have had a much bigger influence on Earth than just shifting a whole lot of water around each day. Stick around and we'll take a look at that a bit later. Let's start by taking a look at an interesting nugget about the moon. You might have noticed that we always see the same face of the moon. Every full moon looks almost exactly the same. We can recognise the familiar light and dark patterns on the surface. At first quarter or third quarter, when the moon appears half-lit from Earth, we can still see those familiar patterns and markings in the lit section. This is because the moon is in synchronous rotation with the Earth. The time it takes for the moon to rotate is exactly the same as the time it takes to orbit the Earth. It's as if the moon is attached by a string to Earth. There was a time when the moon rotated faster, and we would have got a different view of the moon from night to night. But that was a long time ago, long before there was any complex life on Earth, and the moon has been in synchronous rotation for billions of years. Interestingly, we can observe more than half of the moon. Sometimes we do get to see a small glimpse around the corner of the moon. The moon's orbit isn't perfectly circular, so depending on the point of its orbit, we can see more of one side than the other at a different point of its orbit. This is libration, and thanks to that, we get to observe about 59% of the moon's surface. But the far side of the moon was unobservable from Earth for most of human history. It was only in 1959 when the Soviet Luna 3 spacecraft sent back the first ever images of the far side that we finally got to see what it looked like. Earlier on, we mentioned the tides. This is the most visible effect that the moon has on Earth. Tides are also affected by the sun, but the sun's effect is only about 40% of the moon's and influences the magnitude of the tides. That's the spring tide, when the high tides are higher than normal and low tides are lower than normal, and the neap tide, when the tidal range is much less. The moon's gravity pulls on the earth, and this causes a bulge in the oceans as the water is drawn toward the moon. There's also a corresponding bulge on the opposite side of the earth. These bulges are where the high tides are. 
The earth revolves through these bulges, so a shoreline will move through a bulge about every 12 hours. So there'll usually be two high tides and two low tides in a day. It's actually 12 hours and 25 minutes between high tides because the moon is also moving in its orbit. In 24 hours, the moon will have moved and it takes that particular shoreline another 50 minutes to be under the moon again. Just as the tidal forces slowed the moon to synchronous rotation, the Earth's rotation is slowing too. The days are longer now than they were millions of years ago. The tides have slowed the rotation of the Earth measurably even over the course of human history. There are accurate records of where eclipses occurred up to 2,700 years ago. We can accurately calculate when they occurred, and from that we can see the changing length of the day. The good news is that the Earth won't ever slow to synchronous rotation like the Moon. The Sun is going to become a red giant and swallow up the Earth and the Moon long before that happens. As well as being a fascinating demonstration of how the Earth-Moon system works, the tides might have helped shape the history of life on Earth. In prehistory, there was a time when all animal life was confined to the sea. Animals only made the transition to land once, 400 million years ago. There's a fascinating theory that the tides prompted sea creatures to take to the land. Sea creatures that would get caught in tidal pools might have been naturally selected if they could clamber back to the ocean and eventually become full-time land animals. It's a theory that doesn't have a lot of support, but it doesn't sound completely crazy to me. Remember to check out the Cosmic Coffee Time Twitter feed, and if there's something in the universe that you want us to take a closer look at, send us an email. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.